Oh, this is the saddest day. Out of End of the Walking Dead. It is like the saddest day of the year. Hey, man, we, we got a little ways to go before fear starts up, right? Like June 2nd yeah. or something yeah. like that. I thought the way they were trying to do it was set it up so that the Walking Dead went off and then fear came on not long after. And then when that went off, you, you know what I mean? So we had like yeah. a full year of the Walking Dead, but doesn't seem to be the case yeah, this go around. I, I could handle maybe a month off, but June, that's a, that's a little ways. Yep, you can't do us like that, AMC. Come yeah. on now. Give us a third show or something. Mm. So before we get into this, spoilers. I, I feel like uh, the title of our video would give that away enough. But just, yeah. to, just to give you one final warning, we will be spoiling this episode, though there's not a ton to spoil. But nonetheless, we will be talking about it in depth. And uh, also, before we begin, make sure to hit that subscribe and like button. Though The Walking Dead's gone off, that does not mean we are not done talking, though that we are done talking about The Walking Dead. There's always speculation and things to talk about as we head into new seasons. So uh, we'll still be talking about The Walking Dead. And we also have uh, other podcasts on this channel that are not Walking Dead related. So lots of podcasting content uh, if you are into that kind of thing, uh, if you're listening on SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, chat, what is it called? Uh, CastBox mm. or YouTube, regardless, hit whatever subscribe or follow button they have. Give us a like. And uh, if you're on YouTube, make sure you hit the little bell notification so that you'll get notified whenever we post a new episode. Also, follow JP on his social media. You can watch us do these live on his Periscope it's just JP Slim, all lowercase, no spaces, no nothing. JP Slim, right? Yeah, we are live this very minute. I mean, not as you're watching right now, but, you know, yeah, live early in the mornings if you're on the East Coast. Yeah, so uh, follow that. Also, you can follow him on Snapchat. He doesn't update that as much, but you'll get the occasional post. Uh, yeah. It's J underscore Radsaw. And then mine is super easy for all three social media platforms, Periscope, Instagram, and Snapchat. Just I'm Justin Lloyd, all lowercase, no apostrophes, two L's and Lloyd. So I'm Justin Lloyd. Just go there and you can find me. I don't Periscope a lot, but uh, as I have said for like the last month or two, I plan to at some point. But so let's get into The Walking Dead Season 9, Episode 16, The Storm, which is clever, as we noticed, because last week's episode was called The Calm Before. Yeah, yeah. And clever titling. The Storm. I thought it was a pretty boring episode for a finale. A good episode. I'm not downing it, but I definitely thought it was a little boring and definitely did not feel like a... A season finale. You know, it, it kind of feels like they're following the Game of Thrones kind of formula. You get the big climat, climax, the uh, the episode before the finale, and the finale is more like epilogue. You know, like the, the Battle of the Bastards, mm-hmm. if I remember right, was the episode before their finale that season. So, I mean, I, I think I would have been a little bit more bummed if we hadn't have got, you know, a nice big payoff last week. But, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, we, we, we got our pikes, you know, we, we got our Henry dead, which is, is you know. I'm still thankful for that, man. (laughs) Episodes like this, though, help us to explore the characters and and get to know them a little bit more. Like now we know that Negan seems to really have kind of turned a uh, a new leaf in the sense of, I mean, he didn't even hesitate when running after and saving Judith. It just seemed to be instinctual to him. So, you know, we do. And and, and King Ezekiel being a bit of a douche to Daryl, man. I thought so, too, man. So I guess he's blaming Daryl for Henry being dead, which yeah. makes no sense to me. Well, like Carol said, though, he's only only blaming you because he can't make himself blame me. Like he, he you know, it's 
Yeah, I, I thought that was a little douchey, especially after what, like two or last week's podcast or the one before, we're talking about how much we love King Ezekiel and mm-hmm. Kari Payton. Don't make us hate you, King Ezekiel. I'm telling you, I mean, Henry dug his own grave. You know, nobody made him follow the actions he followed. Oh, yeah, all of it's his fault. Yeah. All of it, every bit of it. Um, you know, I know Lydia's taking some of the blame, but I mean, she was rescued. She really can't blame herself. I mean, she's mm-hmm. the catalyst, but she's not yeah. the one that went out and did it, you know. I think at the end of the day, man, just teenage hormones him well, chasing that butt into uh, into danger, you know. That, and at the end of the day, he did what was right. There was a young girl who was being abused, who wasn't happy, who needed to be taken away. So while he did cause all of this because of his teenage horniness, he also did the, the right thing, which was to save someone who needed to be saved, unfortunately. It just made him lose his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More ways than one. I went back and watched. I've watched that episode like the the episode fifteen, the calm before, like three or four times. I watched it last night before The Walking Dead came on, and uh, and man, it's still such a great episode. Definitely one of their best, man. Just overall, one of their best. I think this season's overall been one of their best. I mean, Angela King's done the impossible. She's made me like Daryl again. Yep. Because I really had just kind of lost interest in Daryl after. I don't know, after the prison fell, I just felt like after that. I mean, up through the claimers and stuff, I still like Daryl. But I think once we got into like season five and beyond, he just kind of became Rick's henchman or Rick's right hand. And then he started disagreeing with every little thing Rick said. And I don't know. I just wasn't a big fan. But this season, really, I thought because they can say what they want. I mean, they are sharing Rick's lead with other characters. But ultimately, I feel like Daryl still is at the helm of this show. And I thought... A year ago, I would absolutely hate that, but I'm not going to lie. I actually don't mind Daryl kind of taking that Rick spot. So, Nah, man. He's got the acting chops. I just got to give him something to work right. with. Right. It's, yeah. He's, he's always had the potential there. It's just yeah. never been anything, you know, hadn't been much written for him lately that had had really made me like him. But really loving Daryl. Kind of kind of crazy they end up at the sanctuary for a little while. Yeah, no kidding. It really makes you wonder. I mean, would all of, would everything have fell apart if Negan stayed in power, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think definitely if Rick had stuck around, it would have been a different ball game. But oh, yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, you know, Negan with the whispers of, you know, got the upper hand like they did. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, uh, and, and we, we we don't know what Oceanside's doing during the storm, do we? No, nah, no, nah, I don't think we saw anything from them. Maybe they're still around. I'm going to tell you, too, when they went into Alexandria the day after or however long after that storm, it sure yeah. didn't look like there was much snow compared to the <laughs> massive freaking storm they just had. Yeah, it seems like they wouldn't even be able to get the gates open. Being they are in Alexandria, Virginia, which is not too far from where we live right now. I mean, a few no. hours, but it's not that far away. I can tell you, when we have storms like that, you've got like a feet of snow. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're up to like a foot or two of snow. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's with plows and everything. But this year, we only got one big snow this mm-hmm. year. Everything else was flurries that didn't stick. But we got one big snow, and that was that was a, a doozy of a, yeah, of, a of a snow. I mean, you were stuck in the station for like two or three days. <laughs> yeah. I was stuck in my house for two or three days. It was, it was bad. But... Um, but yeah, we we definitely know what it's like to deal with those. Now, my question at the the and the, and and forgive me for being an idiot here. You got to remember, I'm exhausted. I've had a really long weekend, so I'm still kind of not awake. And I wasn't really. I was I was I was fighting sleep watching the episode last night. But when they're sitting in the sanctuary, 
Why did they have to leave? Why couldn't they just wait the storm out? Because, I mean, most blizzards don't last days. There's going to be a break in there within the next day. I mean, at least the, the, the blizzards we have here in Virginia. I mean, it might snow really hard for a day or two. but Yeah, that's true. Make know, a uh, fire, get some snow inside, melt mm-hmm. it so you have drinking water. Remember the 333 thing. I think it's... I might be wrong on the first one, but it's uh, something I was taught a long time. But it's like, you know, I don't know if it's three minutes without oxygen, your brain dies or something to that effect. But I also I know the parts that are right is you can't go to really no more than three days without water. Mm -hmm. Three weeks without food is the average person. So you're not going to be snowed in there for three weeks. So why not just bring in a lot of snow, get it melted, make sure you're stocked up on water. Have some fires go and get everybody huddled up and hang out for a day or two. Yeah, I know Michonne mentioned, you know, they had limited food supplies. Well, like you said, I mean, I'd feel like if they're in one place and they ration, right? I mean, I mean, it's a snowstorm. Yeah. After a few days, it's going to stop. Yeah. Or at least give you a break. I mean, yeah. I've never seen a snowstorm last long enough to, you know, to, to do that. But I mean, then again, uh, and if it was other parts of the world, I'd be like, but I don't know how it is there. But no, I mean, we live in Virginia. We see these snowstorms. I right. mean, a day or two of heavy snow. And we've had some just like they had on that episode. High winds, lots of snow. After a couple of days, you're all right. Yeah. And, and say they did get snowed in at the sanctuary. Their food runs out. Who is the first person you cannibalize? And mm-hmm. out of the whole Walking Dead crew. I mean, Jerry's. I mean, we talking about the people, the fat guy. Are we talking about the people that are there, yeah, the or pe- the, the people there? Okay, so not just the whole cast. Yeah, let, just let's say they, they go like straight up Donner party. Like they're stranded at the sanctuary, run out of food. As much as I love first. him, Jerry probably uh, yeah, it's going to be more. Of, it's going to be more of him to go around. He's the easy answer. I mean, I hate it, but you know, I I, think he's of, one of my favorites. I think there's enough animosity towards um, Lydia that, you know, they might have went after her. But like you said, I mean, how much meat are you going to get off of her? Her, Carol, lots of them are real skinny. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, you got to. Carol's real lean. Yeah. You know, so that'd be real. Yeah, I don't, you know. I think would have happened first. Alden would have uh, started talking more guff to Lydia. And, you know, maybe got her in a corner. You think he's going to do something. Uh, Daryl, you know, has to fend him off, kills him. And then they're just like, look, we're starving. Yeah, why not? And uh, that's what starts it. They eat Alden. And after that, you know, obviously they start eyeballing Jerry. In another universe, that is absolutely the way it could have played out. Well, I said, it really was, man. What was cool about it, it did give you kind of that like pioneer feel, you know? Oh, no, that's what I love about this season mm-hmm. is they're giving us all new yeah. uh, uh, feelings about the show. Like you said, I mean, you get all kinds of different feels. I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, this time you really got that pioneer feel, and it definitely has. That's what I've loved so much about this season. I mean, as we typically do, if you're new to the podcast on the season finales, we'll rate the episode. Then we'll go back and rate the whole season. I can already tell you I'm giving the season high ratings because oh, I yeah. think this is one of the greatest seasons the show's had. In a very, very long time. It feels new. It feels fresh. There's different obstacles. There's different... That we've never gotten snow before on the show. Yeah, that's you true. Know, man. It's always been summertime. Yeah, it's just yeah. you know they they make it through the winter. They briefly may mention the winter, and then they move on. Yeah. And um, you know, and see one thing that uh, that I'm glad wasn't spoiled. Somebody had posted in the comment section a while back that on the radio at the end you were going to hear Rick's voice. That's why I told you not to read the right. comment section. I, I don't. I don't like spoilers. JP loathes them. Like oh, yeah. I, I will be irritated with you for a little while if you spoil something for me. But at the end of the day, 
Whatever, it's done. JP will like hunt you down. Yeah, so, I don't know. like him. But JP no, don't I, play that. I had seen some stuff on like YouTube or Facebook or whatever. Like you know, Andrew Lincoln makes his return in the season finale. So when I saw that radio, I was like, oh man, is this it? Is this it? But and at the end of the day, it was probably the Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. Comic spoilers. If you don't want any spoilers for the comics, which I don't know why the hell you're so behind. You get fu- we get fussed at for spoiling the comics, and people are like, I haven't. Jesus Christ, they've been going since 2003, right? I mean, isn't that when they started? 2003-ish? I mean, they've been going for 16 years. Either shit or get off the pot, you know what I'm saying? Like You're you're really doing yourself a disservice. Whether you're a comic book person or not, I've recommended The Walking Dead to people who've never opened a comic book, never had any desire to. But it's so character driven. I mean, it reads like a novel. It's a, it's just a, it's a solid read. My girlfriend read. does not care for comics, but she loved the Walking yeah, Dead comics. She read my uh, my little not compendiums, whatever the hardcovers are, but I had all those, and she read through them and absolutely loved them. But yeah, so we're gonna spoil the comic a bit, so we will give you warning. But I advise don't wait, don't wait till the show's over. Just read the comic. Trust me, there's so much you have to catch up to. It'll probably be another season or two before you catch up to the show. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of reading. That's that's 16 years of reading you've got to catch up on. Um, But anyway, so in the comics, uh, a storyline still going on now. It's been going on for about a year, right? The Commonwealth. Yep. Um, it's 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 fairly new, and it looks like the show might be Game Game of Thrones in it, as far as catching up with the the, the, say, the material yeah. and ma- the source material, and maybe even surpassing it going forward. Which I think would be cool for them to have that complete it, it would be, creative man. freedom to yeah. not have to worry about totally uncharted waters. But I, I see that we are going a similar route with Negan. It looks like he may end up being somewhat of a free man. But I'm telling you. I, I'm not going to take back everything good I've said about this season, but I am definitely going to be a little bit, quite a bit agitated if we don't get some Negan Alpha. Oh, for sure. See, the only thing I'm worried about is they're softening Negan up. Like, you know, he's, yeah. he's still a smart ass and they're throwing that in there. But I mean, I want like season, uh, what are we on? Nine. I want like season seven mm-hmm. Negan to meet Alpha. The one yeah. that just don't shut up. The one that's wisecracking. The one that's perverted. Yada, yada, yada. I want this. So that needs to happen next season. I swear if we don't get that, because I've got to say, of all the Walking Dead, this chair is so uncomfortable is why I keep moving. Um, of all the Walking Dead moments in the comics, that's by far and large one of my absolute favorite is when, well, number one, when Negan's on the panel, period. But mm-hmm. when Negan is with the Whisperers, it's magic. Oh, yeah, man. Well, I've got to ask, like, which do you prefer now that we've gotten there? Like, like comic book uh, Negan's Redemption, where basically Rick just needs a hired gun? And, you know, he's trusting Negan enough to, you know, like make him that guy. Or do you like, you know, the more heroic Negan where, you know, they still don't trust him, but he, you know, marches off into the blizzard, saves Judith. That's tough because the hipster in me wants to say the comic just because Mm -hmm. it's OG. But honestly, probably the TV show, it just makes him a little bit more lovable. How heartwarming was that, man? He throws Judith over his shoulder, grabs a dog, man. That like, that's one of the most heartwarming uh, parts of like, through the entire series, you know. Well, the show did a good job as 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 long and drug out as some of the prior seasons were. You did get the understanding. I mean, yeah, Negan was a bit of a narcissist, but Negan also, in his twisted way, thought that he was saving people. Mm-hmm. Not saying he didn't enjoy being on top, because yeah. he absolutely did. But in his own way, he thought that he was saving people. Mm-hmm. He true, I think he truly did, because in the comics we know he did, and I think the show did a pretty good job of letting us know that, like, yeah, he's an egotist and he's loving. His position of power, but at the end of the day, Negan does feel like he's saving humanity. And so 
that while that doesn't excuse his terrible actions, it shows he's not completely pure evil just mm-hmm. for the sake of being evil. I mean, sometimes he beat people's heads in the pulp just for the fun of it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it served a grander purpose, or so he thought. So you know, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm kind of enjoying Show Negan's redemption. Like I said, yeah. when he just takes off after her without any hesitation, as soon as she runs off, very selfless and. Finds her and saves her and dog. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, even when she's like, we got to save dog. He could have been like, sweetie to hell with that dog. Yeah, yeah. He got the dog, Judith, and with a cut up leg and walked him to safety. I mean, I, I thought that, like you said, I thought it was very heartwarming. Yeah, man. I think it definitely fit the direction the show's going in. If if Michonne had just been like, Negan, the, these whispers, they're too dangerous. I've got to let you out so you can help us. It, it would have felt like a cop out, you know? Right. So, I mean, right. Michonne's uh, such a bad I still want her to I do mean, that, but I would yeah, be cool if yeah. she came to him more as a friend now. Like, Negan, I need your help. Yeah. I mean, we needed that, you know, just moment kind of, I don't know, I guess a to moment win of us over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, but that's the thing, man. I don't know. I, I think that, uh, I think that Negan, I, like I said, I really want the Whisperer thing. but uh, And that's, that's what's cool is it's definitely not, because I hate when shows have this person just change on a whim. Right. It's like real life don't work that way, man. Yeah. I mean, if you, you know, people will struggle with their issues in, in a large part until they die. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, you'll have relapses and yada, yada, yada. And what I like is, I mean, it's been years and years and years. So mm-hmm. Negan's softening up makes perfect sense. He's been sitting in a jail cell and talking to Judith. And, yeah. You know, he's had time to th- dwell on what he's done and kind of refine himself. So, yeah, man, it's, be- it's it, be- it feels real, it feels believable. And something else that was, you know, was satisfying is Michonne's reflecting on her actions, you know, her isolationist policy and oh, yeah. how it really led to, you know, things going south. So everybody's got yeah. a lot to look back on and, you know, everyone's learning and growing. It's a it's a beautiful thing. It is. I just uh, with King Ezekiel. I just I don't think they are. I just hope they don't go for one of the Walking Dead cliches that they do all the time. That drives me crazy. Characters flip flopping. I get tired of that. Yeah, it, it was, was kind of cool. He was like, "I'm not trying to be a bad guy here." You know, right? I just hope that it doesn't reverse. So what I mean is, in past seasons, what you would have had is Michonne changes her mind, and now she wants to let everyone in and unify. And then King Ezekiel, the one at the mm-hmm. helm of unification, will be like, "No." I don't right. want. I hope they because that's what they've done that so yeah. many times. They've done it with Daryl and Rick and just so many other characters repeatedly flip flopped them. Oh, I believe this. Something comes and you know it's like this person's A, this person's B. Then some event happens. Now this person's B, and now mm-hmm. this person's A, and they flip flopped philosophies and just the way they look at the world. And so I hope I don't mind a broken down, troubled Ezekiel. Yeah. That's fine. I just if we go to an extreme isolation Ezekiel that's like we don't let any newcomers in right right come on man you were doing so good at getting away from everything people were getting tired of about mm-hmm. the walking dead but I'm telling you man all Daryl needed to say in that moment is I mean beta would have gutted Henry like a fish months ago in the dark in the woods if Daryl hadn't have swooped in and saved him oh yeah you know? I mean Daryl didn't make him run after Lydia but he sure as hell saved his ass oh you know? yeah that's just the thing though when you have tragedy like that it's like the human brain to rationalize, you have to find something or someone to blame. Yeah. Which I mean, blame the whispers. They did it. <laughs> right, you know, right. blame. blame you got your blatant who you can blame mm-hmm. it on. Blame it on the whispers. Yeah. I mean, Alpha chopped your son's head off, not Daryl. Yeah. yeah. Hell, Daryl gave that little brat a lot more time than I would have. <sighs> no kidding, man. First time he ran off after saving him, and he did it again. I'd be like. Everybody gets one. You've already yeah. had yours, pal. But I'm telling you, and that was that was another. I was telling you earlier, man. I'm glad they actually explained how the whisperer survived this blizzard. You know, just survived the winter in general. You know, right? I was thinking that. I was like, there's no way if these zombies are out there frozen. Mm-hmm. 
There's no way the Whisperers just have a camp yep. and are just chilling during this blizzard. So they were creeping and all paranoid and didn't realize yeah. the Whisperers weren't even in the area. They're basically on vacation right now. I mean, they're having like their, their family vacation. They're probably down in Florida chilling. Beta and Alpha having this really kinky vacation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Taking yeah, her dude, lashes. We, yeah. I, do just, I hope they have some like Neosporin or something, man. I mean, Alpha, you're going to get a nasty infection. That's true. You do, man. It's one thing. It, it, people living in the in the woods, man, you got to treat your wounds. I mean, you get yeah. infections bad out there. Yeah, no kidding. I wonder where they were. I don't know, man. It looked, I mean, not like tropical, but def, I, I don't know. <laughs> they went out to South America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just migrated <laughs> big time. Yeah. I imagine they just probably, I don't know, where somewhere around us that doesn't get much snow. I, I mean, Florida, but that's still a that's hell of a long-ass I mean, migration. Yeah. After hiking 20 miles this weekend, I can tell you, hiking that many miles would be insane. Especially when you're traveling with a, you know, a pack of walkers. You yeah. You keep that, that staggering pace. If only they knew they were away, they could just... I wonder what they did with their walkers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. How many did they bring with Are them? Are they going to thaw them out? Are they still in that pit mulling around? Are they, you know, because she said their people were in the pit keeping them mm-hmm. there. How? What did they do? Did they block them in? Did they? Are those poor souls still dealing with the winter weather? Like this sucks. When are they going to get back? Yeah, I, I mean, know, uh, maybe the zombies just froze, and they're kind of like you know when you buy something at the grocery store, you just freeze it, and then when you need it, you thaw it out, and it <laughs> yes. just just ready for action. I mean, it all it seems like realistically, you know, they do another like a five year time jump. The whispers have finally made their way back. You know, I mean, oh man, I don't want another time jump. Yeah, because, and I say that, that drastic, not that. Drastic. We've gotten several time jumps. We got a year, what a year and a half after the the Negan War. That sounds then we got right. six years after that. Yep. Now we've gotten a few months after the Henry thing. I mean. Jesus, at what point are they all not going to be old and crippled? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, if we get another couple-year time jump, I mean, I expect Carol to have a walker and be shown to be not moving as agile. And mm-hmm. King Ezekiel, at this point, has, like, dementia yeah. from old age and really thinks he's a king. Yeah. Which is not to make fun of dementia. It's a no, terrible no, of disease. No, Yes. I promise you, we try to do our most with the radio station to help raise funds for things like that and Alzheimer's. But I'm just saying, in and, and this walking dead yeah. world. Um, not to mention just the things he's been through could drive him crazy itself. But, um, but yeah, I uh, I don't know, man. Another time jump, it'd be a bit much. That, that was another heart wrencher talking about Ezekiel, man. When a uh, Carol was going through Henry's stuff, oh little, yeah, they, little tiger pin. Well, and not just that, they broke up. She's leaving for Alexandria. She's going home. I I didn't even put that together until you just said it. And they're breaking up. Because he said, I'll always love you. Yeah. Because she tried to give him his ring back, and he he didn't take it. I totally missed that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I got from it. Yeah, No, that absolutely That they're breaking up so she can go be with her dare bear. Because why else would he not be going with her? Yeah, I don't think she's going to be with Daryl, but I think she just needs some. I mean, she told Daryl earlier, I feel like I'm losing myself again. Mm -hmm. Like, she's... Crazy Carol is coming back. Oh, yeah. She's going to oh, yeah. take an ass whooping to Alpha. We had yep. said a while back. You know what's funny to the naysayers out there? You know, we did a video a while back uh-huh. where we said Henry might be on, have his head on a pike. Go back and look at our it's YouTube true. channel. We created a thing. And I mean, this wasn't an original, this was based off of reading things other people had said. I was going to say, like, yada, like, yada, actual, yada. like a buddy of yours told it to you. You didn't even know it was like a circulating theory. Right. And then, you know, we caught a bunch of flack for, you know, just, just mentioning uh, yeah. it. A lot of people were like, y'all are stupid. There's no way they're going to put Henry's head. And I honestly didn't think about that. Just like you didn't realize that they had broke up. I didn't even think about that until right now. Yeah. But we 
least we were just talking about what are the possibilities that Henry could end up with his head on a spike because then it would be awesome to have Alpha and Carol. Like we thought Carol would take Rick's role this season, and then a lot of people were like, "Y'all are stupid." And it's not going to happen. They're not going to kill Henry. They wouldn't do that. Blah, 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 blah. And then lo and behold, they did. And also, we know that Carol is losing her grip on her domesticated mm-hmm. Carol persona. So we might just get an Alpha Carol showdown when it, before it's all said and done. And Alpha, it's so funny because you got out, you got, you know, strong female protagonists. They each have a, a strong male right hand so basically i just imagine the final battle is alpha and carol while daryl and beta mm-hmm. battling it out yeah it kind of makes you wonder if carol might be the one to infiltrate the whispers i mean you know comic spoilers that's you true know, yeah does it but i mean we know how good it carol she better is not man apart. she better not i mean i don't mind her doing that but i she better not that better not take away negan's storyline again i'm perfectly fine with not sticking right with the comics but there are some moments we need, and we need Negan. I mean, Negan at this point hasn't even met the Whisperers. Mm-hmm. And imagine how funny that would be with the way Negan looks at the world for Negan to meet a Whisperer. You know, yeah. you are freaky as you know, yeah, like he yeah. did with. Um, and, and speaking of Negan, let's go back to that exploding chimney. That just let that be a lesson to all of you with chimneys out there. Always keep those suckers clean. Absolutely. Um, I thought it was going to be a lot worse than it was. Honestly, yeah, it, it blew up, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's killed everybody in that cabin!" But yeah, well, at first I thought, <laughs> you know, like the whispers had thrown like a you know something over the chimney, and next thing you know, Beta was going to have his face in the window. <laughs> he was going to no, Beta was going to come down a chimney like a twisted Santa <laughs> yeah, Claus. Yeah. Ho ho ho, you mother! Yeah, but um. But no, how about uh, Negan's Dr. Baby Daddy? Oh, dude, he was throwing some great singers, man. Father, not the father. (laughs) I'm telling you, dude, that guy's the burn master. Do they still do that show? What was that show with the... You know, where they trade insults on MTV? I can't remember. Oh, Your Mama? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That show I'm is so you, bad. They need to bring it back. Get they Jeffrey don't. Dean Morgan to host it. Okay, maybe they could do that. Yeah. But that show was, it was so bully. It had Wilder, Wilmer Valderrama right, hosting right. it. Yeah, I was trying to think of his name. I you ready? Fez, you but. ready? Now, bully. Like, it was such a terror. And it was so scripted. Like, you know that sh- it was mm-hmm. fake as hell. Oh, my yeah, God. It'd, it'd make like a good uh, Saturday Night Live bit. Get Jeffrey right, Dean Morgan right, to host there you and, yeah, go. get him to do that. Do it as Negan, though. Yeah, as Negan. And he ends up like, he thinks they suck, so he beats their, bashes their yeah. head in with a basketball and baseball bat by the end of the episode, and he's throwing all the zingers out as he's doing yeah, it. Yeah, man. Keenan would play a great Father Gabriel. Mm, yes, yeah. he would. Yes, he would. He'd be funny, man. That'd be funny to see him as Father Gabriel. Man, we, we, we really need to email uh, Lauren Michael or something. We do. That we so that, do. That would be that'd be beautiful. But yeah, uh, I, like I said, uh, oh, what was I was going to say, almost as good as when Dave Chappelle played Negan. You know? Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. It brought back all of his characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love Dave Chappelle so much. Oh, He's man. always been one of my favorites. And then I just saw this thing where somebody, these this couple got scammed out of Dave Chappelle tickets uh, online. They oh, tried no. to buy them from Craigslist. Right. And they got ripped off. So Dave Chappelle himself, they, they, they figured while they were in town to see him, since they couldn't go see him, they were like, well, let's just go get something to eat. Dave Chappelle just rolls up in the restaurant and gives them tickets to his show. Hmm. Took pictures with him. He, he's they a said he's, guy, They man. said he could not have been a nicer guy. Stand-up guy. I've always loved Dave Chappelle. Yeah, I've been catching up on uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, the Jerry Seinfeld I've thing. wanted to watch that. That it's looks good, really man. good. Like, I was watching it when it first came on. I've been catching up now that's on Netflix, and Chappelle's is definitely a 
Definitely one of the high points. He's the king of burn slash awkward moments, man. Like, I've seen so many with Jerry Seinfeld. I mean, with I, I hate to crush a hero, but he looks like he could be an absolute prick in real life. Oh, dude, yeah. I and I mean, but, uh, but I mean, he's funny. He's entertaining. I mean, that's why they say don't meet your heroes. Yeah. But, you know, it's one where, like, Kesha, they're on, like, the red carpet, mm-hmm. and Kesha, like, runs up to him, and she's like, I love you. Can I get a hug? And he's yeah. like, no, thank you. I'm good. And she's yeah. like, oh, come on, just one hug. And he's like, no, really, I'm fine. And she tries one more time, and he's like, no. And she runs off, and he's like, "Who was that?" Right? You know, and it's uh, but I yeah. mean, he lives by his rules, and he you know he doesn't bend them for public perception. I like that he's know? unapologetic. Yeah, he says yeah. what he says, and it's what he says. You yeah. know what I mean? In a world where everyone for apologizes for every ounce of individuality mm-hmm. on the plane, you know that that there is some people, there are some people out there who still just say what they say, and if you don't like it, yeah, go deal with I'm it. Tell you, know? man, like much like yourself, I'm not really a hugger. You know, like I mean. You go to funerals and stuff. You we've kinda, never hugged. We've never hugged. Not even once. And like, like I don't care if it's a funeral or what. I'm not like going in for that hug. I mean, I'm not saying there's never an instance where I'm gonna, you know, go through with the embrace. Now, but. see, I'm the opposite on that. I don't particularly like like hugs. And my mom was like, "Yes, you do. You always reach for a hug with your aunts. They're my aunts. You know what I mean? And I don't see them all the time. Right. So I mean, yeah, and they're all way shorter than I am. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy and convenient to say, "Hey, how are you?" And then give them a hug. I just feel like it's not that I enjoy the hug. It's that I feel like it's impolite to not hug a family member you haven't seen in a while but now at a funeral or something now i'll tell you everything that makes up my existence is telling me not to Mm -hmm. but i override that and i will reach in for a hug if someone you know loses someone close to them or whatever but i am very uncomfortable the entire time we're hugging yeah i'm telling you man that's that's one good thing about my smaller family they know i'm you know like an oddball and so they don't they know you're weird they they know i'm super weird yeah so they don't even make the effort at this point they're just like you know (laughs) he's here that's enough you know He's here and he's not reading a comic. What more do you want? Exactly, exactly. Just, you know, let him sit in the corner. and Let him play with his Batman and Joker Joker action figures. Exactly. He's 31. Look. Who are you to judge? That's true. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I like the episode. I definitely thought it was a bit slower. But with that said, they've done something they haven't done in a while. They still managed to make their slow episodes good. Yeah, man. At least to me. It was a great epilogue. You know, great epilogue to the season. It, that like I said, that moment with uh, Negan rescuing Judith, man, I haven't felt that yeah. deep in my heart since uh, since Rick rescued Shane from that school bus. Right, like, I've told you before, that's probably my favorite episode. Yeah, and definitely like my favorite like moment where I just really felt something. Yeah, and man, you, you know, I don't feel things all. It was a great moment because you definitely thought Rick was leaving Shane, and he had every mm-hmm. reason to. I mean, like like Shane himself even said, we just tried to kill each other. Yep. You know, would you think he's gonna ride off into the sunset together? I mean. Um, but yeah, no, that was a very good moment. I agree. I think definitely the Negan, and actually not even so much him picking her up over his shoulder. The part that just hit me right in the feels was just when he just took a, mm-hmm. that's one of the things in life that makes me so happy is when someone instinctually does something good for somebody else, because people, a lot of people suck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, and I, I think that most people really are, can, I think most people, I'm not gonna say most people are good. I think most people have the capacity to be that's good. Exactly I just don't I think thinking. they will go there but you know in real life even like that's why i love stories about like firefighters or off-duty cops or people that just rush in to save someone with no thought to their own safety their only mentality is you know i have to you know this person needs help i need to help them all 
I just think that if everyone was like that, then I just, you know, I hate to be cliche and cheesy, but I think the world would be a far better place. And so for me, when Negan, she ran off and they're like, Judith, but no one really went after her. And then, you know, Negan just is like, Judith, and takes off. It just really warmed my heart. I was like, man. All the like, quote unquote, good guys in Alexandria, you know, nobody nobody was making that. Yeah. They're all like, Judith, no, damn. I mean, they didn't even like stop, you know, to like yell or anything. Who wants to rock paper? scissors to see who right. has to tell Michonne. I mean, geez. And then, like I said, that just that was my favorite moment. Negan didn't hesitate. He just let go and took off. Mm-hmm. I mean, completely disregarding his own safety. I mean, he could have easily been killed out there. I mean, that's a terrible way to die, yeah, too. Dude. Cold and wet and, yeah. you know, I mean, in the middle of a... That's horrible. So, I mean, like I said, that really... And then it was, it was very heartwarming when he picked her up and everything. But like I said, just his selflessness when he took off after her. And I love that they're like it doesn't seem like he has any ulterior motives. Like he's just genuinely cares about her. He yeah. might not have done that for anybody there, but he definitely cares about Judith. Yeah, man. And another, you know, really good moment. I, I totally forgot about this. Uh, Lydia, you know, contemplating suicide, getting ready to just let that. That was dark. Man. That yeah, that Walker just take a chunk out of her. Who? Uh, that, that and it's, it's fear, funny. Right? Let's let's uh, let's back up a little bit again. Comic spoilers, but. You know our thoughts on that. Mm. Uh, it's so it's kind of ironic because in the comics, how did Carol commit suicide? I hadn't, I hadn't put that together, by letting man. a zombie yeah. bite her. Yeah, and and in the show, Lydia goes to commit suicide by that same way, and who finds her and stops her pretty much. I mean, Carol just kind of Carol kind of had the look where she was like, "Oh, by all means, don't let me stop you." Yeah, but it, her presence stopped it. So I mean, you know, it's kind of flip flopped, but uh, yeah, I want. Do you think Carol would have just let that played out? I think so. I think really? that at that in that moment, mm-hmm. I definitely think she would have regretted it later. It's yeah. not something I think she would have been able to live with. But I think at that moment, she was just kind of observing, almost, almost like, and it, it could have been not so much she would have let her do it as as the Carol knew she wasn't actually going to do it. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah, yeah. Part of me thinks, yeah, Carol would have just been like, whatever. I'm telling you, man, Lydia definitely needs to be watching out now because we know what happens to, you know, a daughter or a surrogate daughter or whatever. When it comes to Carol, they generally don't meet a good end. I mean, Henry, surrogate son. I'd be like, look, Michonne's doing better than you. She's got two that are alive and well. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go be Michonne's child. But thank yep. you, Carol. You can be that cool aunt I visit mm-hmm. every once in a while. But yeah, no, I, um, I definitely think that part of her would have definitely just sat there and been like, well, tough Tough stuff, but I, I, but at the end of the day, I think she would have regretted it. And then, like I said, she had the chance to kill her, and nobody would have known, guilt-free in the sense, and um, decided not to. And you got to—I was telling my girlfriend, think about this. I mean, how old was Sophia when she died? Like nine, ten, maybe? Oh, something like Some, that. Yeah. I'd say somewhere between like—and I'm terrible. Keep in mind, I am terrible guessing kids' ages. It's I'll be tough, like, that man. kid looks like they're about six. She's two and she has a thyroid problem. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> just, I, I was you, guessing. I mean, I, I was working on a mustache at like 12, you know, so. Yeah, I had a, I had a creepy ass mustache in high school, man. Like back when I was in high school, though, you got to keep in mind, like kids were proud of their facial hair. So mm-hmm. any kid that could grow that porn stash, they did. And I, I really, no, dude, that's I, why I won't let anyone see my senior pictures because they're creepy <laughs> as hell. And then I didn't have any contacts that week. I hadn't gotten them renewed, so I had to wear my glasses and my senior pics. And I had this freaky ass mustache. So I have like, I've went to my parents' house and literally like took them off the walls. Oh man, I, I had a goatee that just still makes me cringe. I didn't, none of this started coming in mm-hmm. until like my early 20s. I was starting, and even then it was a little patchy. It wasn't until like my mid 20s that it started growing full. You know what I mean? That it was just. From top to bottom. 
I'll, I'll tell you one thing though: having a you're goatee, hairier than I am. Though. Yeah, well, that, that's my problem, man. Except for up here, yeah, I was too much testosterone. The hair grows everywhere, everywhere, you know, south of the scalp. And how is it you have an overabundance of testosterone, but you're the most lethargic human being I've ever met? It's uh, I've, it's hard to describe, man. My uh, my physiology is a uh, is a strange. Maybe thing. you're a mutant. Like maybe you have it some could be. superpower that hasn't surfaced it could yet, be. and as a result of all the testosterone, yeah. But I've yeah, left man. it weights with you. I mean, you definitely average strength. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, there's got to be something in there that you haven't tapped into yet. It's weird, man. Like, like 18, already had a receding hairline, had a nice full goatee. I was buying beer, you know. Well, I had a friend in high school that was yeah. pretty much bald by the time we graduated. But like you, he had a, a full beard. Mm-hmm. Definitely was a, had been able to buy beer since he was, like, 17. Yeah, He man. used to buy me cigarettes when we were, like, I might have been, like, you know, like, 15, 16, this guy who was my age could go into the store and buy me cigarettes. Yep, it definitely had its, its uh, advantages, but, you know. But, yeah, I don't, uh, that's my go-to when I don't know what to say is, I don't, uh, I don't know why <laughs> no. I say that. I'm trying to learn my crutch words. But, uh, again, great, great, uh, great show. I mean, yeah. I, I, a great season, great everything. I, I, I'm one of these people, man. It's like JP and I have said it many times, people, People have abandoned The Walking Dead or given up on it, and that's fine. I mean, it's shows that I've – but Walking Dead's one of those shows, man. I'm in it for the long haul. Good season. It's like a – when you get into it with a show, you got to understand it's like a relationship. It really it's not is. always going to be peaches and cream. There will be moments where you doubt your decision. But I'm in it with The Walking Dead till the day they end the franchise. I'm talking I'll watch any spinoff shows they make. I just, I love, but I am so happy and I hate that. I, one thing AMC needs to get straight. So originally when we started doing this podcast, I wouldn't watch The Talking Dead because I didn't want to bite off of them too much. But then once JP and I started getting our own kind of online presence and persona yeah. and we're able to do our own thing without copying, then I was like, okay, it's kind of safe again to watch this because I love The Talking Dead. Yeah, I mean, it is. That's it's good. You know, kind of why we do this. We love talking about stuff that we like. And um, so I had gotten back into it the last year or two. And here the last two nights, they've had new shows. Well, the last two Sundays, excuse me. They've had like new shows to premiere on AMC. So Mm -hmm. what they do is it's usually The Walking Dead comes on at 9, at 10, The Talking Dead. They've now started pushing The Talking Dead back to 11 because they'll play like their new show just so you'll watch it. Really? Don't force your stuff on me like that, man. I want want The Talking Dead. I I get the marketing reason behind it, but let me put it to you like this. When people will try to defend that decision, be like, it's a great marketing. I don't have not. Okay, I normally watch The Talking Dead. I have not watched either of these two new shows. The second I find out Talking oh, Dead's man. not coming on a regular time, click, I'm going to bed. Yeah, I mean, you train us to watch that right after, and, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah, from a not marketing cool. standpoint and our little bit of experience in radio, I would definitely say that's not. You, you train your audience. You, right. you get them used to certain things at certain times, and they keep coming back for it. You know, and I mean, it's not saying that listeners are like mindless people you have to train, but just saying, I mean, it's anything, any TV programming, radio, whatever. Like even YouTube, that's why we try to keep a schedule. I mean, if we just throw a podcast up every now and again, there's a good chance we would lose half of you because you wouldn't know when we were or weren't podcast, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But by doing ones every Monday, every Tuesday, we create a schedule with our listeners and they know when they can come back. You know what I mean? So that just seems like, don't do that anymore, AMC. And I really like Chris Hardwick. You know, Matt used to podcast with us, hated him. I think it was just more for the hell of it because we liked him so much. 
But I really like Chris Hartwick, man. I mean, like, if I could have one podcast guest to talk about The Walking Dead, I mean, you know, not overall, but for The Walking Dead, it would definitely be Chris Hartwick. I would love to have him on the thing to talk about it. So, you know, don't push that back next season. Let's keep The Talking Dead at regular time. Yeah, man. So glad he, you know, came through that storm with the whole sex scandal with the ex-girlfriend. Right. Glad he came out on the other side. And And see, it's one of those things we'll never know because we weren't there. No one will ever know except for him and that girl. But here's the thing, man. It's just like she seemed a little unhinged as it was, Mm -hmm. had a history of being unhinged. And at the end of the day, here's what does it for me. I mean, I can't make an ultimate decision and you try to reserve judgment until you have enough evidence. But at the end of the day, when you have ex-girlfriends coming out the wazoo to be like, look, I dated Chris. It didn't work out, but never at any point was I physically or mentally abused. Never has he struck me as the type of person who would abuse anybody. Mm You know, we just got this mentality of like victim mentality of like if someone claims abuse, we just automatically get behind them and point the finger and are like, damn you, without actually like realizing some people do make false claims to get that spotlight. Absolutely, man. Victims of domestic abuse, whatever, you know, assault rate, all of that stuff deserve their platform and people that have done that to them should definitely be put away and punished because it's horrible. It takes a horrible human being to do something like that. But at the end of the day, let's make sure that we know what we're Make sure we have enough evidence before we start putting people away. Yeah, dude. Definitely one like negative consequence from the, uh, what is it called, the Me Too movement, which it definitely has you know done a lot of good, too. But it's created kind of an atmosphere until like uh, guilty. Almost a witch hunt. Yeah, it's guilty until proven innocent as right. opposed to innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm it's... glad that, you know, like victims have a, you know, were able to get their voice out there and, you know, justice be brought and everything. But yeah. like in that instance, you know, they were ready to just crucify him. Oh, before yeah. anything came out, so. it's like it's a it's a catch twenty two, man. It's like it's 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 good that we're at a time where victims can speak up and and be taken seriously because mm-hmm. there was a time in history for people of different skin color and oh, yeah, and man. gender that like they could speak up about a crime and people would just be like ah whatever. You, so man. it's a good thing that we're at a point where when someone says they were a victim that we stop, we try to help them, we try to get justice for them. But let's let's let's. Also, make sure that, you know, because at this point in time, you got to remember a lot of these people who are victims are paid to be on TV. They get paid to go on Fox News or paid to be on CNN. So some people are terrible and they lie to get that spotlight. You know what I mean? Or they're paid to ruin someone's career by lying. So anyways, not saying I think everyone that's been accused. There are a couple of celebrities that have been accused. I fully believe (laughs) have abused and done the stuff. They're definitely looking bad for like R. Kelly. I don't think there's much uh, defending him. And they deserve what they get. But Chris Hartwick. I am glad because I've liked him since the time he started the talking. I mean, yeah, the talking dead. And, uh, I was really, I'm like, please don't let that be true, man. I mean, I know nobody's exactly, I'm not the same person you see on the podcast, neither is JP. Everybody has their like public persona and then who they are. But I was like, please don't let him be a scumbag, man. I like him. He seems like a nice, genuine, likable guy. Please don't taint this for me. But uh, he came back and uh, is still, I mean, it's hard to believe for him. They started that in like, what, season two, I think, like at least midway through, if not the beginning. So for him, that's eight solid years of... Right? Yeah. Eight. Yeah, My math's sounds, terrible. Sounds I mean, yeah. Yeah. Something well, season like nine, he started in season two. So that's eight seasons he's done uh, and done a phenomenal job. Like at no point is the Talking Dead got boring. Even some ter- some episodes that we haven't liked, the Talking Dead has somehow been interesting, even though it didn't have much of an episode to go yeah, on. Man. Not only that, I mean, he he pretty much built the Nerdist from the ground up. He really he, did. And then yeah. they try, you know, we're taking that away from him. Yeah. I mean, 
Oh, yeah. And that's the thing, too. When something like this pops up, they just automatically like, I mean, luckily they didn't straight up can him per se, Mm -hmm. but they just without. And I mean, I guess it's kind of I understand where the networks are coming from. It's kind of like if you had rape accusations, I probably would say we're going to take you off the air for a little while until you know we can sort this out. So, I mean, I get why they do that, but I do hate that they just automatically are like, oh, he's been let go from this and this and this and this and this. And it's like, well, man, if he's innocent, that's awful. And yeah. shame on you to the person that did that. You just ruined someone's life and their livelihood for a, the spotlight. I mean, that's the, this PC culture. I mean, there's always such a knee-jerk reaction. You know what I mean? I mean, wow, we went off the rails. Yeah, yeah, we really. really the gist of all of that is, we love you, Chris Hartwick, and yep. we're gra- we're we're very very glad that everything worked out. But if you did abuse that woman, I'm coming for you. Yeah, shame on you. If and you I'm going to beat but your we, ass. We don't think you did. But we don't think you we did. We hope not. We, we we don't think you did. But yeah, so, oh man, it's so sad. The reason why we're rambling on is just because we don't want to let you guys go. I it's mean, we, we do have a, I'm not going to lie though, having some Mondays off will be kind of nice to just come in, do the morning thing. Yeah, man. I don't know what, like, uh, what show is, uh, obviously Game, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. We are covering Game long. of Thrones. Uh, like The Watchmen is coming on HBO, you know. I'd be, be cool down to, to cover about, that. So. I don't know. We need to get a schedule of like what TV shows are coming up. Yep. And, yep. And plan and what, around yeah, it. Yeah. What we want to talk but about. yeah, so uh, we will definitely be back for Fear of the Walking Dead as soon as that starts, which unfortunately yep. doesn't seem like it's, which we say it's going to be forever. But, you know, June seems so far away, but I mean, it's already April. So, I mean, it's only like two or three Man. months, but we're going to be covering Fear of the Walking Dead. Of course, when the Walking Dead comes back, we're going to be covering Game of Thrones, maybe the Watchmen. Um, and we take suggestions. If there's enough suggestions for something, we'll watch that and talk about it too. But don't forget, even though The Walking Dead is wrapping up for the season, we also have uh, we have Tuesday rant. Uh, what is it? Uh, current current events, events Tuesdays, where we talk about things happening on the web that day. Random Rambling Wednesdays, our favorites, and mm-hmm, mainly because I just. I just take JP's. Just I just unhand. I just let him go. We cover a lot of ground. JP's not restricted. I'm trying to think of something like what's what's something in sci-fi that inhibits someone from being the monster they really are. Oh, geez. Um, if you play Resident Evil, he's kind of like you know. I kind of have like Mr. X's uh, limiter jacket on him to keep him from mutating and mm-hmm. just unleashing hell. But on random Wednesday, random rambling Wednesdays, we take that sucker off and just yeah. let JP say and do whatever he wants for the most part. For the most part. I shield you guys from a few things. Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> You can thank me later. Yeah. But, um, and then Thursdays, we have mail call Thursdays, which we've got decent response to this one. Like we said, if that continues to dwindle as far as the comment section, which we get it. I mean, how many things can you ask us, right? That might have been something we should have started doing once or twice a month versus once a week. But we may fuse it into another podcast yeah. or maybe just start doing it once a month or something. But we do have some people that seem to really enjoy it. So we'll keep it going as long as I guess they keep asking questions. Yeah, we'll questions, keep responding in one form or another. Yeah, so. and make sure when you ask a question, if it's not on a mail call podcast, you put hashtag mail call beside it. Like if it's under this video, put hashtag mail call. That way when we're scanning through looking for your questions, it's much easier because these, you know, we get a lot more comments than other ones. So wrapping up this episode, I'm trying to make sure we've covered everything. I mean, it was kind of, you know, Father Gabriel's trying to take the high road with the, you know, we're a community of people that still love and respect each other or whatever. And it's like, and I am totally not thinking every other day about how I want to break Sadiq's jaw. Mm. Not just because he whines when he talks, but also he's knocked up my girlfriend. I mean, look, uh, Rick wasn't, you know, afraid to kill a doctor. You know, when he wanted the doctor's girl, you know, Negan wasn't afraid to incinerate a doctor. So, you know, look, it's not that taboo in The Walking Dead, Gabriel. Just, you know, kill Sadiq. Right. You know, right. You know, 
Yeah, I um, I think that uh, it's. I wonder if I think it's definitely going to create some friction as we move through the show. Oh, I mean, yeah. You're going to have, um, you know, she's going to have Sadiq's baby. I'm sure Father Gabriel's going to let Sadiq have a part of that child's life. But also, like like Negan said, what do you think their little appointments are about? Yeah, you know I mean, man. I mean, Negan's yeah. point. We're thinking it. Negan's saying it. Yeah. I mean, I, I know some people are able to co-parent and, and be mature about it and all of that. But let's face it, most can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what I mean by that is I'm talking about in that situation. Now, yes, yeah, some people co-parent, with, they're divorced or whatever. and they. But I'm talking about like a friend is knocked up your girlfriend. And you, you know what I'm saying? Like some people can be mature about that, but not, it's not a lot of people. That's why you no. usually see some kind of Facebook post or meme about it if they do. But um but yeah, as far as this season, oh man, let's, I let's, think it was the perfect those last two scenes, man. Perfect wrap up. Negan on the same bed he was on after Rick's right. throat with Michonne, you know, talking to right. him. And yeah, that will end in with the radio, man. Good stuff. Absolutely, um, solid episodes. Like I said, I thought this one was a bit boring. I'm not gonna lie, but at the same time, still a good episode. Oh, I mean, yeah. they're able to make the again, and 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 I hear Angela King wrote the episodes that I hate the most back in the season four with Daryl and Beth, mm-hmm. but definitely seems to have uh, to grown from that because I mean, like, yes, it's slow, but again, we're jumping between different storylines. We're seeing, you know, I mean, I just keep doing what you're doing, Walking Dead, and there's no telling how many yeah, seasons man. you're going to go. It makes you wonder, you know, Gimple might have been like, look, Angela, I need you to write like a just a, a Daryl Beth episode. Make it really, you know, like warm hearted and Oh, fun. absolutely. Yeah. You know, she might have been, you know, under a. Well, at you the know, end of the day, he, he was the showrunner. Yeah. So, I mean, he got to have the final say, and it's very possible that that's exactly what happened. All right, okay. here's the deal. We need to fill some time. Daryl and Beth are together. You know, write us an episode about them, tackle these issues, and go. And Angela mm-hmm. King was just kind of like, okay, yeah. I'll do what I can. But with Death and Beth and Daryl together, there's not much of a right interesting conversation to be had. But, you know... um, but no, this episode slower, but still, I loved it. I mean, I'm just waiting for the comments. This episode sucks. This is right. why the show's good, whatever. But I really enjoyed it, man. Yeah, to each man. their own. If you don't like it, I feel you. Thank God there are thousands of other shows to mm-hmm. pick from. Uh, also, um, I still hope you listen to us, even if you don't like the show anymore. Yeah, yeah we're still entertaining enough. Come on. We try. But uh, so let's rate the episode and then let's rate the season. Nice. So this episode, hand under the table. Okay. Bring it up. Bring episode it up rating. What'd you give it? Three and a half. I gave it a solid four, man. I like this one. Keep in mind, we're talking about out of five. So three yeah. and a half out of five is not bad. Yeah, I'm that's not a solid you know, like yeah, B I'm, plus. I'm saying it's yeah, right. Exactly. It's a good way to put it. It's like a solid B plus. I'm saying it's a good episode. Very much enjoyed it. Expected a little bit more from a finale, but at the end of the day, I'm not mad. Looking back on this season, I really don't have many regrets. And that brings us to our next point. Hand under the table. All right. Let's rate this as this season okay. as a whole. Ready, set, go. Uh, four and a half. That's what oh, I did. Four, uh, and, four half. and a half. That's nice. what this is. If you're wondering what if you're watching the uh the if you're watching the the periscope, that's why I like it. I'll do that if it's five. I'll do that if it's four. I'll do this if it's like four and a half. Four and a half, man. I mean, four and a half. Because, yeah, there were a few lulls in there. That's the main reason I couldn't just go ahead and give it a solid five. But, I I mean, it's damn near perfect in my mind. Like, it's made The Walking Dead interesting again. Not that, again, we're diehard, so we're going to watch no matter what it's doing. But 
last season or two, there were plenty of points where I'm like, oh, my God, can we yeah, get on yeah, with it? I didn't yeah. feel that in this season. Like, I felt like it moved at a, a, a very reasonable pace. Uh, we had Rick send off this season. I thought it was a great send off uh, for what they had to work with. Absolutely. Um, there's, I mean, again, I just, I can't say enough good things about the show. There's something kind of season one feeling about it. There's all, everything, every episode, there feels like there's something new or there's some, you know, some new angle they're going after with that episode. I loved it. Gotta give Angela King just a, a pat on the back, even though I don't know her personally. So if I patted her on the back, I'm sure security would probably hurt me. Yeah. But I doubt Angela King will ever see this. But if you do, I think at least that you have done a phenomenal job with your first season as a full-time showrunner. I mean, you've taken a show that was great, but it definitely hit kind of a slow point and just breathed all new life into it. And you killed Henry. If they hadn't killed Henry, I'd probably be sitting around a three. Yeah. Three and a half. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if like it ended with Henry being like the big the big protagonist going mm-hmm. into season 10, it'd have been like, oh my, okay. Yeah, yeah. But no, so this season was phenomenal. I've I've loved it. I, I, every, every Sunday, I was looking forward to it more. I mean, it got to certain points where as much as I loved the show a season or two back, there were certain points where it felt almost like a chore. To yeah, watch it, you know, like that. we'd have to spend the whole episode with Negan and Eugene. Yeah. And, you know, it's so this season, again, I loved it. Four and a half solid. I honestly wanted to give it a five, but I'm just like, I need to be more conservative with my fives. Because if I'm not, then if I, if, I, if I just throw them out there for everything, then people won't take them yeah, serious. Say, they lose meaning. So, you know, uh, maybe season, maybe now that she's got her momentum and she's definitely got an idea in mind of where they're headed. I mean, who knows? Season 10 might get that five. It could, man. So uh, we're going to see. But uh, we have loved talking about every episode. I'm sad to see it go. Um, Next Monday, we probably aren't going to podcast anything because we're just going to treat ourselves to a Monday. So nice little break. Podcast free day. Not these. We don't like doing these. But I mean, you got to think we have to edit. We got to post them on multiple platforms. It'll be nice to come in after the weekend and just do our radio thing. Right. And and kind of maybe like brainstorm what we're going to do. Right. Right. And then the Monday after, maybe we'll have some stuff. I mean, because there's always fan speculation. Now, we don't do spoilers. So we're not going to do any spoiling dead content or any of that because I just. I can't make myself watch a show if I know everything that's going to happen. But with that said, if there's fan speculation, like I actually just saw where Maggie is, it's it's extremely, and people were giving us a hard time about that. Y'all are idiots. Maggie's already in talks for re-signing for season 10. Well, she just did an interview the other day where she said straight up she might have some guest roles on The Walking Mm. Dead, but it's not looking likely that she is going to go back to the show full time. Hmm. So, uh. (laughs) but things like that, we'll do some fan speculation of like, is Maggie coming back? Is, you know, is Rick coming back? But they'll be purely based off of things like, you know, I don't know if Andrew Lincoln is starting to grow his beard out again. Does that mean he's coming back to the show? How would they do it? If it's something like the spoiling deads leaked, then we're not going to talk about it. And more information that might come available with the Rick movies. You know, we might. uh, Man, I cannot wait to do those. Oh, dude, I know. Those are going to be fun. I think those are coming in 2020 or 2020. 2020, really. They better not drag that out. I mean, I don't you don't want them to rush production because you want it to be good. But at the same time, it's like, all right, man, Rick's gone now. I mean, we we need to get this movie on out there before people just lose interest. You know, that's for sure. But uh, we will see you tomorrow for Current Events Tuesday. Yeah, see what's going on in the world. Absolutely. I apologize for yawning. It's Monday morning and I'm tired. But we will see you tomorrow. Um, I'm Justin. And I'm JP. And we are the Podcasting Dead. Sure enough.